Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, I really enjoyed my conversation with Paige Roberts. It's always good checking in with her. She's such a good person and such a wonderful leader there in Jackson County. And the chamber leaders, as I say all the time, have such a good finger on the pulse of what's happening in the business community in coastal Mississippi. So now let's shift gears and move over to my friend Jeff Duncan from The Athletic. He's covered the Saints longer than anyone else on earth. And we do these kind of modified sports talk conversations here on on Fridays. He's at Le Bou Lingerie, which is a uh, coffee shop there on Magazine. He's actually in the courtyard. Yeah, you. Uh, sometimes in life you have to make adjustments. You know, great quarterbacks and coaches make adjustments. And today I'm working out at my second office, Ricky, uh, at this great little coffee shop, uh, French patisserie in New Orleans. It's run by Chef Donald Link, which I'm sure a lot of your viewers and listeners know Donald Link. He's probably the most famous chef in the city right now as a number of top restaurants like Herb Saint and Koshan and um, uh, Pesh as well. And this is his kind of breakfast place. So it's a, a good spot for me to get away from home and, and do a little work and enjoy a little good food at the same time. Well, I've been to all of those, as you well know, from my time <laughs> in New Orleans. But Pesh was my favorite. Pat, Pat, I love his approach to seafood and the small dishes at Pesh. And I mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to get back there. I'm, I'm sure it's one of your favorite, too, huh? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, the oysters they have there uh, at Pesh are as good as anywhere I've ever had. And you're right. I mean, he has this incredible fish dish there uh it's like this huge red snapper they, they bring the whole fish out uh he knows what he's doing obviously and he did a great job here at this patisserie you feel like you're sometimes i feel like i'm in in france it's it's so realistic to the patisseries that i've been to over in france i had uh, i had robert st john uh, i don't know if you know robert st john he's a he's a uh, restaurateur he uh, works out of Hattiesburg, but he has a tremendous love for coastal Mississippi and the state. He has a, has a TV show called Pallet to Pallet on, uh, on Mississippi Broadcasting Network and just has a, just a, just a love for, for the city of New Orleans, he might add. But he said of New Orleans with the number of closures that were taking place, you and I talked about this uh, as it relates specifically to Magazine Street, that, the uh, man, the, the pandemic has had just such a devastating impact, hasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, really – I'm starting to get worried about it, Ricky. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of places that have closed and a lot of for sale signs up. And really, you know, this this corridor is a huge business corridor for the city. So many tourists come in and shop here uh, on a daily basis, and it's just not the same. It's been a year now, and I think these uh, – the, you know, the unique distinctiveness of Magazine Street is that they're all kind of – privately owned businesses, a lot of mom and pop stores, uh, not chains. And that's what's made it so unique. And unfortunately, that's also makes it more difficult to survive something this drastic uh, as the pandemic. So let's hope that we are, you know, kind of get to the tipping point here and we can move forward uh, before too much damage is done to the local business community. Tough, tough, tough situation. Uh, can't wait to come back over to New Orleans soon and, and uh, go to Pesh. <laughs> so, yeah. Donald Link, thank God he's got the resources to keep things going. And 
you know, maybe, you know, you'll have people like that continue to contribute to the city and then others will begin to open up. Demand will sort of, you know, but it's a long road. It's hard to recover from a situation like this. Hey, so uh, Tiger Woods was in this terrible accident uh, in the last couple of days, and uh, and he was added to actually do one of those video s- series, golf series with, with Drew Brees. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, it was a very scary situation, and I think everyone's just uh, happy that Tiger Woods is okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this was not a life-threatening uh, incident. Uh, obviously, it was could have been, uh, but it looks like he's going to be okay, and who knows how it's going to affect his playing career. But I think at this point, uh, with so many, uh, you know, uh, thoughts going back to the Kobe Bryant tragedy of of a year ago. I think everyone's initial concern was, you know, is Tiger Woods going to going to survive? So to, to, to see that he has survived, he's alert and awake and and on the road, early road to recovery, I think is uh, positive. Obviously, it hits home though when Drew Brees was involved, as far as he was going to be at the golf tr- golf course where Tiger Woods was en route to, uh, along with a bunch of other athletes and celebrities uh, for a, kind of a photo shoot, instructional. Uh, video is part of uh, one of Tiger's sponsorship deals uh, there, uh, and he was running behind. It sounded like, and that maybe that's what led to it. We still don't know uh, the yeah. cause of the accident. I was down in Miami uh, over the weekend, and um, one of the one of the things that popped up in my news feed is that Drew Brees decided to come back. Is there any chance he's coming back? I mean, is there just suddenly there's a lot of speculation about that? No, no. I didn't think back. so. No, yeah. I mean, that's unfortunately was a bad, uh, that was a uh, one of those fake Twitter accounts that got a lot of people, caught a lot of people off guard. I had people reach out to me about it. But, uh, no, all indications from everyone I've talked to internally is uh, they're just waiting for the proper time to make the announcement. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, no one seems to know with, with the Saints, but I can assure you uh, Drew Brees is retiring. Yeah, I, did, I didn't think that that was a possibility, but um, but what happened is some really credible news operations picked up on it. It just shows how fast, in this quest to be first, sometimes you kind of latch on to stuff like this and fake news becomes real news. And, you know, you have to come back to people like you who wrote the book on Drew Brees and Sean Payton and uh, and find out what the real truth is, you know. You see, you hear well, that all the time, don't you? Well, well, look, Ricky, I mean, he tipped his hand recently. We talked about it on the program. When he cut his base salary from I, I think he was scheduled to make 25, 26 million dollar base salary next season, when he reduced that down to the minimum to 1 million, that told you right there that he is not coming back because that was an accounting measure to help out the New Orleans Saints. So those that $26 million is not on the books. And the reason he agreed to do that is because he's not going to see the money anyway next season because he's retiring. That should tell you that he's definitely retiring. He would never have done that because uh, he would have wanted that $26 million, not just $1 right. million. So it didn't matter if it was a penny or $100 million. He's not going to see it because he's, he's retiring. So there's a lot of a lot of interest uh, still in the Jameis Winston situation, and of course you see on these, you know, no matter whose mock draft you look at, Mac Jones's name still comes up again. So there's all this uncertainty related to the quarterback. So what's your latest thinking on what what the situation is? Well, you know, I haven't talked 
to anyone with the Saints yet. They're involved with all their personnel meetings right now. It's been going on for the last two weeks preparing for free agency. And then they'll get into the draft um, uh, meetings after free agency. There's a lot of speculation about where the Saints are going to go as far as uh, the quarterback position. Will they use a draft pick on a quarterback? I know from one thing I have heard internally is that they are very committed to Jameis Winston. It sounds to me like he is going to be the quarterback uh, from all indications. And, and there have been, already been conversations between Jameis and, and Sean Payton. Uh, so I think that's option A. Now, that doesn't mean that's all they're going to reduce it to. I think they will have every possibility uh, explored, including the, uh, the draft, to potentially add another quarterback to the mix to compete with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. But everything I've been able to gather is it's going to be uh, Jameis Winston's job to lose. So I, I would ask you about the latest on the cab, but the fact is that we there's really no updates from the last time we talked because the team has been really focused on uh, doing their you know their evaluation and getting ready for you know free agency and ultimately the draft and all that. But um, it, anything else to, to talk about as it relates to the cap? Well, yeah, actually, you know, the league has come out, said that it looks like it's going to be closer to $190 million salary cap, and that's certainly better than it was. At one time, they were speculating it might be as low as $180 million. So it looks like the Saints are going to have a little more room to operate, which is important for them because they're $60, $70 million over the cap. So it's going mm-hmm. to be less, you know, the more money that they have on that salary cap, the less cutting they have to do, the less renegotiations they have to do, restructurings, all those things uh, that we've speculated about uh, going forward. And it's going to have to happen here in the next couple of weeks uh, because the league year starts uh, March 5th. So we've really got less than two weeks away uh, before they have to start free agency. And if they want to add any kind of player, they, they have to be under the cap. So I expect next week to be a very busy week. Well, and you say add players, but the, but the other reality is there are several of our players that are in the free agent market today. So as you pointed out before, there's going to be a lot of faces change. The core of the team should be in relatively good shape, but we're going to lose some players, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sheldon Rankin's a longtime uh, defensive tackle here, a great player, great guy. Uh, he's already basically speculated that he will not be back. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but he's an unrestricted free agent. It's, He's going to test the waters, I'm sure. There's going to be other changes. I really think the defensive side of the ball is going to have a lot of changes. When you look at most of the big players on offense, Ricky, are coming back. Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, they've all signed big contracts. Uh, the offensive line's intact. The defensive side of the ball is where most of these changes are going to occur. And I think it's going to be difficult to keep that group intact because so many players are at the end of their contract. When we come back with uh, Jeff Duncan from The Athletic, we'll, we'll, we'll find out if there's anything else to talk about as it relates to Saints, and then we'll shift gears and talk about the Pelicans and Z- Zion's all-star status and Lonzo Bell trade talks, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be back after this break. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios, this is Coast View, View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Cushy. I have Jeff Duncan with us. He's from The Athletic. Uh, he's a columnist, and he's covered the Saints longer than anyone else on earth, but he's just a you know, smart sports guy. Uh, Jeff, anything else on the Saints before we shift gears? No, I think, you know, next week should be a very busy week as they really prepare the roster for the start of the free agency, the start of the new league year. Uh, and I don't anticipate a whole lot happening until maybe – until maybe the start of next week, but we're going to start seeing some players getting released and some contracts restructured so they can get under the salary cap at the start of the league year. They have to be. Uh, so they, you know, the time's, the clock's ticking, Ricky. Hey, by the way, I ran across a story talking about uh, season ticket holders needing to be patient because of the upgrades that are happening at the Superdome and whatever. Hey, remind me what those upgrades are. Yeah, they're adding, well, there's, there's some, the biggest, upgrade they're making is they're going to change the way food service is done. They're basically changing the commissary uh, where they cook and prepare the food. It's going to be done out in the parking lot now. They're adding a whole new kind of uh, uh, kitchen, if you will, uh, for the dome. It's always been stored back on the Julia side, and it just it out, outgrew its uh, effectiveness, if you will. So that is going to change. They're going to add a bunch of new elevators, so vertical transportation. They're going to take out those old ramps, you know, that people walked up, uh, adding more escalators, so vertical transportation will be better in the dome. And then something that isn't going to affect fans, uh, but they certainly will notice it, is going to be a new visiting locker room. The Saints, uh, I'm sorry, the, the dome has had the same visiting locker room since it was built, <laughs> and it's just way outdated, and the league wanted a new better, improved, bigger locker room for opposing teams when they have Super Bowls there. Because right now you have one team in the Saints locker room, and it's nice, and then you have the other team in this little cramped locker room. So they're going to have big events like Super Bowls. They need to have it on kind of an equal basis. And then one last thing, they're adding in some some bunker suites in the end zone. So you will see, like, suites down in, the end, in each end zone, like field-level suites, uh, with, uh, you know, dining options and tables there. And they're also going to add in the corners up top, the terrace level, some open air standing room only uh, spots. Sort of like you see in the end zone at like Tampa, where, where you see the big pirate ship in the end zone. And there's like bars and restaurants there and people can stand up at a table and watch the game and, and eat it, eat and drink at the same time. They're going to do that as well in the upper level. But that might be down the road. I think that might be the third phase when they add that. Well, you know, it's a good thing the Saints didn't build a new stadium. I'm, I'm glad they decided to put the money in the Superdome because, I mean, let's, you know, hindsight is, can be really smart, but now we're in this pandemic and you see the challenges the city is going through today. It would have been devastating from a, from a, from a financial and economic point of view if we'd have, you know, done that multi-billion dollar whatever it was going to be. It, yeah. I think they were smart to do the Superdome. Yeah, it's much more cost-effective. And, and unfortunately, when they by adding in this, by taking out this large kind of section of the upper deck, the terrace seating, by taking that out and opening it up for people to be able to stand and add concession space, they're going to be losing about 4,900 seats. Uh, so the, the, they're actually losing seats while they're still maintaining the same level of seating capacity because they're adding the bunker suites. But by doing that, Unfortunately, some people are, are losing their, their tickets, they're losing their seats, and they're going to have to be moved around, and they're, they're struggling to find open seats for some of the people that lost 
their seats. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate situation. I think it's 4,900 people are being wow. moved, and some of them have not been able to find new seats. So, uh, you know, longtime season ticket holders are on the waiting list right now to try and get get their seats back. So it's kind of a difficult situation for the organization right now. Wow. Okay, so uh, the Pelicans. Uh, Zion continues to be unbelievable. I watched some highlight reels of him this morning in the last few games. Just unbelievable. This guy is the real deal. We talked about it before, but what's your latest thinking on, on, the, on the Pelicans? Well, look, he just got his first all-star invitation named to the all-star game. Uh, in his second season, pretty remarkable. He's not even really played a full year yet because his rookie season was truncated by injury. Uh, this will be the eighth straight year the Pelicans have had an all-star. Last year, of course, Brandon Ingram got his first all-star appearance. And then before that, you had six years of Anthony Davis uh, going to the all-star game. And I think this is going to be the first of many for Zion Williamson. I mean, he is uh, uh, just a rising star in the league. He's only 20 years old right now. and he is well on his way to becoming one of the all-time greats in the league if he continues this trajectory. The numbers he's putting up right now, Ricky, are astronomical. I mean, we're talking about historical figures averaging uh, 25 points a game in the last month. He's uh, fifth in the league in uh, field goal percentage. Uh, He's putting up numbers that we haven't seen since like Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, guys like that. So I really think uh, what we're seeing here is going to be something very special. It's going to be amazing. Lonzo Ball's playing a little bit better, but there's been rumors he's going to be on the trade block. block. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll pay attention, close attention, and next week we'll kind of come in to uh, focus what move might they make to improve the defense. But we're out of time for now. We'll keep, we'll keep the conversations going, and we'll see you next Friday, Jeff. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Ricky. Everybody have a great weekend. Okay, you bet, buddy. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.